This is Off Air, the juicy designer podcast for creatives. I'm Abby from Abby Design. And I'm Katie from Wildflower Design Co. And we're here to share the secrets behind what it's really like to own a freelance design business. Hello and welcome back. We just want to say thank you so much to everyone who has submitted their client story with us. You'll be happy to know that this episode is dedicated to these stories. We want you to be aware that all stories will be anonymous and no names of clients or their businesses will be mentioned within this podcast. We have had someone look over these stories as well and pick out some of them to read so you will get our first reaction to them. Yeah, we're literally blind reacting to everything. I am... So excited for this one. <laughs> there's so many as well. So the person yeah. that's that's been through them have said there's been a lot of stories. So it's going to be a very juicy episode mm-hmm. today. And I think it's really important to say as well, like while we are going to be reading out all of these nightmare client stories, like a lot of these will be one-off for these designers. I mean, I know personally, I, I've had a few like difficult clients, but I had one real nightmare client that I actually spoke about in the last episode. So if you haven't watched that, or sorry, listen to it, then go back and listen to that. But <laughs> Um, I know for me, I've only had kind of one real nightmare client that stood out for me. It was my real kind of lesson learner client. And I think that's probably what a lot of these are going to be. Yeah, I feel like this episode is just basically here to talk about things that do arise in the freelance world. And the journey Mm -hmm. of being a freelancer isn't going to be all rainbows and sunshine like there are (laughs) going to be situations that do arise that are horrible and me and Katie do just want to talk about them and maybe give our suggestions of like how we would deal with that situation Mm -hmm. and even if we've sort of had that situation happen to us and just get get those feels out there and start talking about these things. Exactly so you know if you are a beginner designer listening to this and it's kind of like putting you off and you're like oh my god I don't want to deal with this like do not worry Um, nine times out of ten your clients will be amazing it just so happens that every so often you do get one that slips through the cracks um, but hopefully if you're looking out for those red flags um, this shouldn't happen to you too often Um, but yeah we're just going to be shedding some light on these situations and yeah I think we should jump straight Straight in okay so I'm going to start with the first one so Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Get ready, sit back. If you've got your tea, take a sip. So, not the worst that could possibly happen, but here is my story. In the very early stages of my design career, a girl found me through Instagram and asked if I could do a logo for her. I was so excited because it was one of my first ever freelance clients, so of course I said yes. Back then, I had no idea about contracts or deposits or really anything to protect myself, so I was going in blindly. She was pretty nice, I felt like I could trust her, and it felt like she trusted my design skills too. Fast forward to probably a week later, and I have three logo concepts done and ready to be sent to her. I sent her a preview, thankfully watermarked, which she loved. A win for me. I reminded her how much the project costed and she told me she would pay me as soon as she could. A week goes by, I haven't heard anything from her, so I send her a message. Hey, just checking to see if you're able to send the payment through. She replies, oh yes, I'll send it through in the next few days. Two weeks go by and I message her again. Hi, just checking in about the payment again. And this girl really had the nerve to say, sorry, but you're not at the top of my priority list. I was baffled. Needless to say, she never got her designs. I never got paid and I am still shocked over this to this day. Oh my God. Firstly, I just want to say... I'm so glad that she didn't get the designs. I, I was so yes. ready for, for you to say, oh, she ran off with the logo and never or paid Or she me. didn't reply. Yeah. Yeah. But oh my God. I wonder if she, did she say you never got paid? Yeah. Oh my God. I can't believe that. I know. But I think, you know, this was your first, one of your first clients. And I mean, I think we've all been there. I mean, when I first started, I didn't have a contract. I didn't have deposits. Like I didn't know about any of this stuff either. So... I think it's one of them things like it's not really your fault that this happened because we all have to start somewhere. This honestly reminds me so much of me when I first oh, really? started out because <laughs> I, yeah, I would just send um, the logo through like DMs and I would put my watermark over it, making sure that obviously no one would steal it um, and just doing it that way 
like if you are doing it that way, I would suggest sort of changing it up mm-hmm. and doing everything through emails. And if you are taking on um, a client and doing the work, make sure that you are taking a 50% payment beforehand. So then at least some of your design costs are covered mm-hmm. and you're not left in the dark if someone does run away or does tell you that you're not at the top of your priority list. Yeah, one of my biggest tips is, so I don't actually watermark my designs but I do something a little bit different so when I'm putting together the branding presentation because you know I used to be like you I would send literally a screenshot over Instagram like that's how I would do things but eventually I obviously upgraded and now in my presentation I have like a little bit that says um oh this is the branding presentation I have the date that I started the designs and the date that I completed them um and then I have a little stamp that says all these designs are copyrighted until final payment is received and just kind of making the client aware that it's within a presentation I think if you send kind of just full-sized versions of the logos it is so easy for them to just take that um so I think if it's embedded within a presentation like that is definitely one way to level up but I just cannot believe the audacity of this person saying that you weren't at the top of her priority list. It's rude. Like, it's plain I'm rude. I'm sorry. Like you owe me money. Ima- ima- <laughs> yeah. Imagine if you if you turned around and did the exact same thing for their business. I'm, oh yeah. I'm sorry, but they like they would not take that. No one would take that. No, that is crazy to me. Okay, so this next one is called Nightmare slash Fiverr slash Cheaper Elsewhere. And I just know that it says Fiverr in the title, so this is going to be <laughs> a juicy one. Okay, let's go. It started with, here's what I've done on Fiverr. Insert eye roll. <laughs> Cue, oh no, 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 TikTok music. Um, client came to me wanting a logo for her catering business. I quoted my price, didn't take a deposit, schoolboy error, and she agreed designed a few and she settled on the one she liked best. To be honest, as soon as it started with Fiverr, I should have known where this was going. Yeah, red flag. Um, When it came to payment, she then tells me that her friend's cousin is gonna do it cheaper. Pardon? The worst part was I saw their logo and it was exactly what I had designed. I couldn't believe it. I can't lie, that situation hurt me, lol, but it was a valuable learning experience and thank God I'm wiser. Ooh. <laughs> oh my god oh my god that do you know what this reminds me. me of you know when businesses do those like competitions to see who can design the best logo and then they like Stop. pick the best one it kind of reminds no. me of that because this person has clearly just come to you for your ideas and then got somebody else to recreate it for cheaper like that honestly makes my blood boil the fact that like you've spent a while designing these mm-hmm. concepts and these logos and then you've just basically had it ripped off copied by mm-hmm. someone else and like they have no idea behind that logo that you have created they've literally just executed it you, from your do design. you know what this has actually happened to me before has it yeah it was with a long-term client of mine who I'd worked with on several different occasions. Fair to say, um, I did not work with them again after this experience. But essentially, I was designing a couple of like posters for them. And um, things didn't go their way. They were asking me to kind of copy stuff. And I'm obviously against that. So I was like, no, I'm sorry, I can't copy. Eventually did some kind of design for them. They didn't like it, started ignoring me, didn't pay me, didn't hear for them, blah, blah, blah. I had... um, taken a deposit which was fine but I didn't get that final payment which means that the files are officially theirs and then eventually I see them posting a poster all over Instagram that is basically using they like they haven't even bothered to recreate it they've just like the designer has just copied and pasted elements from my design um like these little illustrations and things they'd copied and pasted it so yeah I I know how that feels but I think Again, this situation is just one of those learning curves where you know to, you need to take a deposit and I think sometimes seeing those red flags and trusting your gut is one of the most important things. Like I've had so many yeah, situations definitely. where I haven't trusted my gut. I've been like, okay, maybe that is a little bit of a red flag but I'm not booking any clients right now so I'm going to take them on anyway and then it's turned out to be a nightmare. Yeah, I think it's important within your contract, if you do get one, we would highly suggest getting one because it is super important to include something about um, if sort of the project doesn't finalize, making sure that your designs cannot be used by any other designer or copied that you have done because then at least you have some sort of contract in place for that. Yeah, it's just really important to say like, 
if no final payment is received, all designs are yeah. owned by the designer, yourself, whatever, and they can't take that design or replicate it with anybody else, etc. I think that's probably one of the most important things. I've always found as well, because I know they mentioned Fiverr in this and sending mm-hmm. like whatever they did over. I've always found with sort of those sorts of clients that don't let you have that creative freedom yeah. and come with you with sort of an idea and they know exactly what they want, which sometimes it can help us designers, but it does limit our creativity and actually coming up with exactly. the brand that they actually want. And I mean, the whole thing with branding is like, the point of branding isn't just to look good. Like there is so no. much strategy that goes behind it. Like you can't just say, yeah. I want my logo to be pink. Like there has to be a reasoning behind that. And I think these sites like Fiverr, they're just kind of, rather than being designers, they tend to be people that just recreate your ideas um, as like a, I think one of the phrases we used in our pet peeve um, episode was a pixel pusher. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> but these people that go to Fiverr, they tend to be price shopping. And that is yes. why they go to Fiverr because it's cheap. Um, so just know that these people aren't looking for a professional service if they tell you this. Um, I think that's one of the biggest red flags for me. And at the start, I would just take on any sort of client. Mm. So if you are doing that, like it's absolutely fine to take those clients on. If you feel like you just want to make some money, then it is okay to do that. But as you progress and you sort of grow in your business, you will realize that the ones that come to you asking you to do specific things, like those are the sort of clients you Mm -hmm. sort of don't really want to go forward with because you want to be able to bring your creativity to the table and you want to bring something that they don't even know like that's there. Okay, this one looks very, very juicy. So the title of this one is always make sure your client signs in capitals the contract. So during my first year of freelancing, I had seemingly the perfect client book with me. She booked for a brand and web and at that point in time, it was one of the biggest projects I had ever booked before. I emailed over her contract and $500 deposit link. After she paid her deposit, I sent over the next steps for our project, which entailed creating a mood board. A week went by with no response, so I followed up. So she then responded nearly a week later saying she had been in the hospital and was moving slow, which is why she had been unresponsive. Two more weeks go by, I follow up yet again. I am then met with more excuses as to why she hadn't completed step one of our project. Three weeks go by and then four. Then I just forget about it because she was clearly being unresponsive and you should never have to track a client down like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nearly an, an entire year passes with absolutely no communication from her whatsoever Then COVID hits. During April of 2020, I receive an email from her out of the blue demanding $400 of the $500 deposit back. Oh my God. You can imagine how shocked I was considering I hadn't heard from this lady in over a year. She was the unresponsive party and we are in a freaking pandemic. (laughs) I immediately jumped to review my contract that states deposits are non-refundable where you can imagine how disappointed I was in myself to find out I let her pay the project deposit without signing the contract. Oh Oh my god. Furthermore this is a local lady and it wouldn't hold up well in court if I were to refuse the $400 with no legal paperwork to back up that reasoning so I had to give the $400 back in an attempt to avoid any damage to my business reputation oh my god girl I am so sorry this happened to you like straight up see that scares me because I don't think I've checked my last three contracts for their signatures (laughs) it's one of them things that that you kind of like you just send them the contract and then don't really don't think about it do you oh my god wow that is a hell of a Mm. story and the fact that she came back a year later is is actually crazy. I know. To be fair, I've had I've had clients um well, a client in the past that has suddenly stopped responding to me. And then like months and months and months later they've came back to me expecting me to continue. Oh um my God. and I was just like, uh no. No. Um but they never like demanded their money back or anything. Um so if somebody did that to me, I think I would literally cry because the thing is 
when this income comes into your business, you don't necessarily have that income at the time that they're requesting the money back. Yeah. So it's like you've kind of already spent that money. So you, that is it's like then that's costing you £400 rather than doing a it refund, is, yeah. if that makes sense. This is why contracts are so important. Mm-hmm. And we, we've done a whole episode on this, haven't we? Saying yeah. why, as a designer, you need a contract just to I think yourself. every single one of these stories is just referred back to get a contract. <laughs> yeah, so if you, if you are listening and you are a new designer, please, please, please go and sort a contract out because it is so important. And as you can see, what has just happened here is just, it's mind-blowing that that, that has even happened a year later. Yeah, I think it's important as well to have a clause in your contract that says if you don't hear from the client in X amount of time, then the project gets automatically terminated and no refund will be given. Um, I don't even have I that. Have so that. this this is making me, <laughs> remind me to actually add something like that into my contract because I didn't even think like that that would even happen, but it obviously has. This is the thing, when you hear these stories, you think, oh my God, I didn't even think that was a situation that could possibly happen, which is a, a reason we're sharing these to help educate you guys. <laughs> Thank you for sending the story in because this is just, this yeah. is an eye opener for me anyway. Okay, this next one is um, a little bit of a short one, but um, hopefully it's a juicy one. Okay, so this one is called Nightmare Branding Client. So, I have a chronic illness and unfortunately went into a severe flare in February. Oh, I'm so sorry. Was really close to needing my colon removed. I had sent an email to my clients letting them know that their work was going to be delayed and gave them my reason and to apologise. Most of them were very understanding, you know, almost had to have major surgery. (laughs) but this one uh, B-I-T-C-H has the audacity to respond saying oh my web designer needs your logo files ASAP do you mind hurrying up my doctor had me on strict bed rest no work so no I cannot hurry up oh my god yeah you need to put yourself first yeah 100% your clients do not own your time how bad is that? Oh, that I'm is I'm actually speechless, which is really bad for a podcast. <laughs> wow, like the fact, like any any client like that is just someone you do not want to work with, and obviously you won't know that at the time until something like this happens. But wow, that is a red flag. Like they clearly don't value you as a person; they just yeah. want the work turning over. And I mean, I do I do understand it from one point of view. That's like if you choose to work with somebody and you have a deadline, like you know they're going to need stuff at certain times but it's an unavoidable situation and if you have it in your contract I mean I know I have a clause in my contract that states like if I fall ill and the project will be put on pause and if you need to um you know if that's not possible for you then other arrangements will be made blah 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 I think one um good thing to have in your contract or just like something to be set in place is if you do fall ill and like specific things need doing like a file being sent over you can maybe allocate another designer to help you out with that so like for example if I ended up in hospital but I needed to send um, a file over to a client I would maybe just get in contact with Abby and say hey would you mind just pinging this over um you know it can be somebody you trust I think even if um, you needed somebody else to continue doing the design work and sort of take you out of the equation and just have them kind of finish it, um, then again, like that is another option as well. But again, having this stuff in your contract is so important. I actually can't believe that story. I'm still, I'm like, just the fact that there's people out there that aren't understanding when something like this that's, unfortunate happens Mm -hmm. in someone's life like if that happened to someone that I was working with like I would just completely just say like Mm -hmm. that's absolutely fine just ping it over when you actually have time and when you're you're okay again and surprise surprise this has happened to me before oh my god I think I've been through every single situation or every single thing that could possibly go wrong (laughs) it's a great learning curve though I feel like when things like this happen it's just so much easier to know how to deal with it if it happens again Yeah, I mean, I had it, it was actually the same nightmare client that I spoke about in the last episode. I can't remember if I mentioned this one specific detail, but um, I basically needed to take some personal time off. Um, And I knew that if I'd have tried, if I'd have not taken that time off and tried to do the work, like it wouldn't have ended well. 
Yeah. And she was so supportive. She was like, okay, that's fine. You need to take time for yourself. That's fine. And then when I actually ended up sending her over the design, she was like really critical, told me it'd been rushed and that I hadn't spent any effort on it, et cetera, et cetera. So basically using that against me. Um, oh my God. But it is just really important to know, like if you need to take time off, you are more than entitled to take time off. You yeah. don't even have to have a reason. If you're like, okay, today is just not my day. I don't want to do work. Fine. Take the day off. That is totally fine. Your client's deadlines will wait. Yes, they are paying um, you for a service, but if you know that that service isn't going to be as good unless you take time for yourself to rest and recover, then it is just, you know, it's not worth it. In situations like this as well, I feel like communication is just key. If you communicate really well with your clients, then it's it's going to be a lot better than say if you did take a couple days off and you haven't replied to an email in like four days that's when things probably start to get a bit iffy so if you are just really honest really open with your clients I feel like it's a lot easier to deal with exactly I always try and form those really friendly relationships with my clients and I actually find that since I started implementing calls into um, my process and like having one-to-one calls with my clients that relationship building just goes up because you're you're sat there kind of just having a chat with them rather than communicating with professional emails um yeah and yeah I feel like that really really helps So the title of the next one is Tried to Sell on My Logo Design. Oh, this one. When I first started freelancing, a girl messaged me and asked for a logo and some business cards. She went into so much detail explaining what exactly she wanted down to to specific fonts. I made her the logo and she was really happy. That night she messaged me over 30 (gasps) times. Oh my God, that scares me. In the middle of the night saying she wants a blank version of the logo so she could so she could use it for other things calling me every name under the sun because I wasn't replying bear in mind it was 2 a.m when I finally replied I said I'm confused what she means and tried to remain being nice she told me she had lied the whole time and she doesn't have a business at all she wanted a blank logo to sell to people to claim she was a designer When I said no, she went absolutely crazy again, sending me loads of messages swearing at me. It was so horrible. It's funny now, but at the time, I was so upset by it all. Okay, hold on, hold on. Firstly. Oh my God. She went into so much detail explaining about what she wanted. Red flag. She messaged me over 30 times. Red flag. Red flag. In the middle of a, in the middle of the night. Red flag. Red flag. Blank version of the logo. Red flag. Red flag. Calling me every name under the sun red flag and obviously you wouldn't have been able to spot these things before you worked with her obviously but they're just kind of like wow I think I think if if you have a client who and I had this recently I had an inquiry and the person was saying how long is it going to take for you to get back to me how do you work over weekends when do you reply to messages blah 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 and that for me was a red flag because I could instantly tell that that person was going to be really demanding Um, yeah they had no boundaries Yeah, I think kind of looking at the results of this situation, so like the fact that she met, obviously besides the fact that she was lying, which we'll get onto in a second, um, but like the fact that she messaged you over 30 times, you probably would be able to tell that from her original inquiry. Um, Yes. And I think just sort of to learning to spot these little things. But I mean, I'm so confused. Same. And they, I don't, I don't, I'm just like, surely is this done over Instagram then, do you think? Like, the oh, it must be. It, it must sounds be. like it, which is why I just think like you just take mm-hmm. everything away from Instagram and use email because it yes. feels so much more of a professional platform than it does over Messenger. When it comes to Instagram, I tend to only use it towards the end of a project where I'm kind of like just having a chat with my yeah. client or... um you know, if I put something on my story and they're like, oh my God, it looks like, they're the only times I will communicate yeah. over Instagram, but anything business-wise, email all the way. And I'm going to let you guys into a little uh, trick here. If anything was to ever end up in some kind of lawsuit, right? And you get taken to court. Instagram DMs are not reliable no. because you can easily like manipulate them and change them. Emails have timestamps on them. Yes. So they you know instagram dms like don't count for anything but emails do so 
So can we get on to that she claimed she was a designer and yeah, lied what? the whole time? What what would even go through someone's mind? So they've used another designer to create this and then they're selling it on. How? Like, I'm what? sorry, if you're doing that, you're not a designer. No. And you have no right to be selling logos to people if you can't do it yourself. <laughs> That's so like, bad. And And how rude of her to be like calling you names and swearing at you. When yes. she is the one in the wrong. Oh my God, this is just such like psychopathic behavior. <laughs> it is, it sounds so bad and such a horrible experience as well. But I guess you'll probably learn from something like this, even mm-hmm. though she lied. And But yeah, definitely just take it away from Instagram because I feel like mm. even when I started at this, like when I first started out doing everything through Messenger, I would get clients like being quite rude yeah, through Messenger do, because it's you? sort of like you, you associate the messenger as sort of like a social, more of a social mm-hmm. thing, don't you? Like you message your friends through Instagram and like- Yeah, it's, it's not it's, a It's not a client, situation. no. So take it all over to email and then hopefully you won't get people swearing at you and calling you names <laughs> under the sun. Okay, next one. Title is Your Jesus is too Jesus-y. I have no I idea what I can already this... see. No, I can I... already see where this is going. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm like, what? Okay, right. Sit back. Ready. I worked as a freelance graphic designer for a Christian organization and was given the task to do the visual branding work for a sermon series about Jesus's life. Ooh, I was given a very vague brief, draw a picture of Jesus. This Jesus would be on posters, brochures, stickers, social media graphics, websites, everywhere. So I wanted to get him right. He was he was to be the brand for the series. The fun part of the story is because the person in charge who I was dealing with didn't know anything about design, there was zero guidance or description of what kind of illustration this would be. I went from realistic to renaissance. Re- no, that sounds wrong. <laughs> to Renas- renaissance. renaissance renaissance yeah yeah through to cartoon and nothing was right each time i'd do it i would get feedback like too jesusy not jesusy <laughs> enough too serious too silly too youth too group too youth groupy too white man even too ethnically correct what? they just didn't know what they wanted no matter what i did i couldn't get it right after so much stress i just drew a bad stick man with pencil on a scrap bit of paper this was a placeholder for what i would eventually come up with i sent it in an email as a passive way to say, I'm afraid I'm unsure what more I can do until you have a better idea of what you want to the client. Good let for me you. Be, <laughs> let me be clear, this was not even a good stick, man. The proportions were all over the shop. <laughs> I was just so out of ideas that this was what I could come up with. He wasn't Jesus. He, was, he wasn't even a he. It wasn't anything. And oh you know God. what? Oh my God, I knew this was going to happen. They loved it. Stop my, it. Stop my it. Ter- <laughs> I'm Stop sorry. it. Hold on. <laughs> my terribly drawn, sketchy, so, so-called Jesus became... I can't. Hold on. Oh my God. <laughs> became the brand for the sermon series and they whacked him on everything. To them, this representation was exciting, new, <laughs> oh my god clever and open to me this was something a kindergarten child could draw and about the funniest thing that's ever happened to when working with design clients so there you go struggling with illustration trying to get it hard <laughs> try a stick man you might just get lucky oh my god my oh jaw is hurt <laughs> my god i don't think i've ever laughed so much at a client i'm story. crying is i'm hilarious. actually crying Oh my god! That that has Where do we made even my day. Start with this one. I was not expecting that. I I was, Nor was like I. when when you said you sent over a stick man. I was like, yeah, good for you. They're gonna they're gonna like turn around now, and they used it. That. <laughs> oh my god! That just shows like when you work with people that have like no creativity or anything in them, like it doesn't matter what like what you end no. up co- like what you come up with. It just. I don't even know. I'm just, I'm so baffled by this. I would honestly go as far to say that the clients that don't know what they want are the worst ones. They are, Like, 100%, because I've been through it. I recently had to, of course I did. I recently had to uh, terminate a contract with a client because they just did not know what they wanted. Like, they kept sending me drawings, and I would recreate them, and they would hate them. 
and it just went backwards and forwards and I was like no I can't do this anymore so for them to say the most contradictory things like too How white man bad. too ethnically correct like what do you want they they obviously did not have a clue mm. what they wanted and it shows with them going with that stick man drawing which I actually love that that, that is so funny happened. I want to see no, this whoever this was please DM us I want to see it I need to see it. That there's a stick man <laughs> Jesus out there on brochures and social graphics just oh makes my, my day. Please send us a photo of this because I want to see it. Like this is yeah. this has made my day. This is too with, funny. with something like this. I think it is really clear before you start any project mm. to make sure that your client knows what direction they're wanting to go in. So if it was a cartoon Jesus, you know that you mm-hmm. are delivering them a cartoon Jesus. And, obviously and if, if, they if don't you feel know, like they've not been too specific, ask them more questions. Yeah. Don't but start there is anything. also a line between not enough detail and too much detail. And it can be really hard to figure that out because as we've mentioned earlier, the clients who give you exact specifics of what they want, you need to avoid them. But then the clients that don't give you any specifics at all also avoid them. I feel like they need to have some kind of vision or vibe. Like for example, with this one, if they'd have said, yeah, we want a cartoon, Jesus. You know, they need to give you some kind of indication of the vibe that they want to go for. Yes, it's our job to figure these things out, but... You're picking things out of thin air otherwise, and you'll end up going back and forth, back and forth, and it's so time-consuming when that happens. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this one is called Till the Cows Come Home. These titles are so creative, I feel like we should, like, try and figure out what it is before we read it. Okay, Till the Cows Come Home. Is it going to be about cows, literally? It's got to be. Okay. So I work part-time freelance as my full-time job is at a sign shop. Oh, that sounds fun. And I love it. And it's more stable right now than currently going full-time freelance. I sometimes do logos for people I know and they pay in full without making faces at my pricing. Now, my boyfriend has co-workers that have their own cattle ranches. They raise beef themselves and it is then sometimes sold in my boyfriend's family's butcher shop. This co-worker wanted me to design a logo and of course I took it. How fun and different, right? wrong she wanted a certain type of cow in the logo oh my god why is this just another example of like the (laughs) jesus (laughs) she wanted a certain type of cow in the logo which is perfectly fine but she had to talk to a few people that work with her about it and that's where things took a turn i had to redraw these cows for what felt like a billion times she kept Mm. sending me photos of these cows saying try this one or sorry my husband doesn't like it try this one Eventually, I got so tired of it that I reminded her of my price and that if I had to keep redrawing, I will need to up the price as per my contract. Yes. Round of applause. Yeah. The time I spent was insane. She eventually said, I'll try and get better photos for you to reference and I haven't heard from her since. I've even avoided going into my boyfriend's shop one location when she's working to avoid seeing her as I just felt awkward. It's been three months. So remember, always stand your ground for your time spent and always take a deposit from people you know. I wish I took a deposit for that project that will probably never see the light of day. Oh my god. This is very similar to the Jesus is too Jesus-y story. Like, she wanted something... We really didn't really know, like... Yeah, I didn't really know... Sort of you different versions. Yeah, but you were so right. Even when you're working with people that you know, take deposits. Like, treat them like they are a real client because there would be nothing worse than working with, I don't know, a boyfriend's friend or an auntie or whatever. And See, then having an awkward relationship i personally avoid which is really bad but i avoid Mm -hmm. working with anyone that i know purely because they don't take you and your job seriously because Mm. they feel like they know you and they probably would want mates rates so i just i just don't work with people that i know because i know that they're not going to value my work i have done in the past um if you guys know my The Beauty Box branding, she is actually my boyfriend's sister um, and I go to her regularly to get my nails done. Um, so I ended up doing the branding for her. Um, I did charge her at a slightly discounted rate, but that was purely because I wanted to, not because I felt yeah. obliged to. Um, but yeah, I would say unless they are like your immediate kind of close knit, like if it's yeah. like a friend of a friend, nah, avoid it. 
um I always get like family members and people like tagging me in Facebook posts of people looking for a designer I'm like mm, no <laughs> I'm okay thanks um but so yeah I think I think it's it's, so, it's, it's such a hard topic. situation isn't mm. it and especially because they're local for me mm. if I was that person I would just feel so awkward not not her as the designer but the actual person want like wanting the logo design I'd feel so awkward yeah. but knowing that they live locally and I don't think I could do that to anyone and not pay for a exactly project. like I know I mentioned something about um, me designing some posters and this was actually for a local pub um a local pub that I visited rather regularly and now I feel like I can't go in there anymore no because I just You're don't want to so see awkward. this person and it's such a shame because I love that place and I love the food that they served, but I can no longer go there. Well, I mean, I can, but I don't feel comfortable enough to. So I think, yeah, it's it's just a sticky situation, isn't it? And again, it refers back to that. They clearly didn't know what they wanted. And even so, like, how were you putting such a detailed drawing of a cow in a logo? Like, no. hmm, I don't know. <laughs> Grab your drink, because this is about to get juicy. Okay, this is called The Rich Man. Red flag. Um, okay. <laughs> a male business owner contacted me regarding a rebrand for his corporate company. He said he needed it to look minimal and sleek, etc. We got on a Zoom call. Good. And everything went well. We agreed on the price point, and I asked him the reason for his rebrand. And he said, no one in that country has money. Everyone is broke. And I wanted to target the bigger profitable companies for clients. We must have had around four long Zoom calls and he wanted to meet in person to finalize everything and agree. He requested to just put together a creative direction together before signing on. Red flag. Um, oh yeah. If, if clients ask you to like do things before they agree to working with you, avoid, avoid. Yeah. Um, I usually don't do this, but since it was a considerably huge amount, $7,500, I agreed. Anyways, we met after him delaying for an hour. And even during the meeting, he was nonstop on his phone answering calls. Ugh. It was horrible. He was inappropriate, making vaguely sexual jokes, commenting <sighs> commenting how big my laptop is and how a lot of girls tell him the same thing, oh my God, referring no. to, you know what. And he was in this weird flirty mode when he had a girlfriend he mentioned. I ignored it because I was really keen on this project. Okay. Anyways... He was in love with the creative direction and he went on about how much his business needed me and agreed to work together. I gave him the contract in hand and told him within three days he needed to have it signed to follow a timeline which he wanted. Anyways, a week passes and he messages saying he's in a bad financial situation and has to pay mortgages and to hold on as he wants to rebrand but not now. Funny how he was making fun of people not having money and now he was in the same situation. To make the whole scenario even more crazy, this guy turned up to the meeting with a Rolex watch and Balenciaga branded shoes and t-shirts. He said he owned like five businesses. Like, come on. It's the typical story of how people like to dazzle but when it comes for paying for anything, they run away. The most annoying thing is two months later, I saw they did a rebrand and it looks nice. But I know for a fact they hired any cheap designer in branding. Uh, know this from another person in their company who I'm in touch with. It was such an exhausting affair. Wasted three weeks of calls and presentations with this clown to back off and run away. I have crazy trust issues. Gosh, I'm so mad typing this. But this story needs to get out there. I was so focused on getting the project, I ignored all the warning signs from the beginning what a story oh my yeah. god and I yeah. think that the fact that you just final like finished that off by saying I ignored all the warning signs says it all like trust your gut I've been there I've ignored the red flags too and it never ever ends well and don't just go for things because of the money yeah like that's even obviously I know like we all need to be paid but if you see sometimes those it's warning, just not worth it yeah it really isn't when you think of like the money that you're going to get and then all of that effort you're going to be putting into this project there's just honestly it's mm. just not worth it do not be money driven if, if this is what you want to do yeah i i had this situation <laughs> who would have <laughs> guessed um a little while ago 
I had an inquiry from a client and at the time I really wasn't booking any clients and I was like, oh my God, I'm panicking because I don't have anyone booked in. And this person came to me with two projects and they looked great, um, ignored a couple of the warning signs, but she was gonna pay me like a larger than average amount. So I took it on and it ended up being one of the worst client experiences I've had. That just shows then, doesn't it? It just goes to show, you know, trust your gut, money isn't everything. And I mean, the fact that this guy was like being really rude and inappropriate, like that, I would have gotten up and left. I don't even think I would have been comfortable meeting in that, like in that sort of situation. Like most of my clients anyway, don't really live near where I do. And Mm. if it was, I, I don't know. I think I'd have to be very Mm -hmm. sort of comfortable and know that like the person that I'm meeting is going to be someone that yeah it's just in the, um, on the same level exactly as me. I mean I've even, met up with clients um in the past like either to kind of just discuss the project or like just handing over stuff like yeah. leaflets or whatever and they've all been so lovely but there's no way I would have met up with somebody after just an initial call no no chance but okay so let's go back through this because it I was feel very like, long wasn't it and there's so there's so much in the story yeah. that just is just horrifies me. I feel like let's pick out the red flags. Um, yeah, from the start. So, first up, um, it was a male business owner. For me personally, I don't work with masculine businesses. I'm I've not going to say men, but I've masculine always, businesses. Yeah, I've always found it quite challenging. Like from mm-hmm. when I first started out, and I would take on sort of any project, I just yeah. found it. I feel like more like women led business businesses are. Just, I relate to them a lot more. Mm. Yeah, I feel like you you can tend to have that more friendly relationship. Not all yeah. the time, don't get me wrong, but that tends to be the case. So I think, first of all, you need to like nail down who exactly you want to target. Secondly, he already starts talking about everybody being broke and nobody has any money in your country. Like, that's a red flag because he's clearly indicating something to do with price right yeah in in the talking stages it's it's very important that you pick out what your clients are saying and Mm. if they don't if they don't agree with what your beliefs are and stuff like that I feel like that is then it's gonna clash yeah yeah um he requested to put together a creative direction before signing on like no never ever do this it's our job as a designer to find that Mm -hmm. direction and nail it yeah, exactly. And you should never, ever be handing anything over other than an invoice or a contract before yes. they agree to work with you. Yeah. Do not do any creative work before your client plays, pays you a deposit because the chances are they're just going to take it and run away and you are not going to get paid for your time. Um, yeah. You know, you never know whether this client is also having three, five other designers doing exactly the same thing and he's just going to pick the one he likes most, which is then a few hours of your time completely wasted. So I would say if anybody asks you to complete a task or to show them some options before they agree to work with you, run. Run in the other direction. They are trying to take advantage of you, like 100%. So then they met up, they met up with this person Mm -hmm. and they were making sexual jokes. I'm sorry, but if like, I think don't, doesn't, don't they go on to work with him? They say after that, that they actually go on to work. I I think so, yeah. If that would have happened to me, that's just, this is just my opinion. Mm -hmm. I would not have taken that client on because anything like that is a complete red flag to me and it's just not something that sits right with me. It's not even a business red flag, is it? It's a person red flag. No, it's just... Like, I would not not feel comfortable. That should not happen. No, 100%. If anybody does make any comments that make you feel uncomfortable, you do not have to work with them. No. So then Um, they said they ignored it and I was really keen on the project anyway, loved the creative direction and um, asked, they agreed to work together. mm -hmm. So yes, I think then that should have been where you just say like, no, like this isn't for me. No, I'm not going to take this forward. Um, And I think if you feel kind of that pressure of, oh, I don't know how to turn somebody down or I'd feel embarrassed after all this time turning around and saying, I don't want to work with them. You're worth so much more than that piece of embarrassment. Yeah. You're probably never going to see or hear from this person again. So rejecting them is what you need to do for your welfare. 
And even though you have wasted time already on it, think of how much time you would be wasting if you continued that project as well. Mm Because there would be a lot of time that's just gone. Yeah. And then he starts going off like he's in a bad financial situation. It all seems to be like very much money orientated. And these people are... even though the, they, they were willing to pay you a lot, they're still price shopping because mm-hmm. money is at the center of every discussion, um, yeah. not solving your goals or anything like that. So yeah, I just think this is one of them situations where now you know to trust your gut. If you see any of these signs again in the future, like it is not worth it. Okay guys, this is a long one, so sit back. The title. He had the bailiffs after him. Here we go. (laughs) I'm a graphic designer and work both as part of an agency and as a freelancer. My boyfriend is a software developer and an amazing videographer and photographer. So we went, so we often collab on freelance projects to give our clients the full shebang. This story is about one of our first joint freelance clients. The client was a friend of a friend, red flag. Mm -hmm. And lots of people, including mutual friends, had pointed him at pointed him in our direction to work with us. The client was releasing a food product and wanted everything, branding, collateral, web design, videography, photography, socials, literally everything. My boyfriend and I were buzzing to get our hands on this. We started working with him and because the fee was so high, we decided to price in stages. The client would pay the first installment, we would complete the first load of work they would pay the second installment etc etc the first that's that's a smart way of doing things yeah that's how i pretty much do mine Mm -hmm. the first installment was fine he paid and we got started on the project great the problem started when it came to the second installment the client was coming up with a whole host of excuses why he couldn't pay that he was waiting on some money to come through from other projects waiting on other investments blaming his business partner blah 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 of course we seized the project but by this time we had already started a lot of high quality work that clearly was not going to be paid for although he had no intention of paying the client still expected us to continue with the work and was continuously contacting us asking where his help where his outcomes were. We maintained that we would not be continuing without payment and he slowly stopped bugging us, but payment never came. As this time went on, we sent emails and letters threatening legal action to try and prompt payment, but eventually decided to leave the issue as it wasn't worth the stress it was causing. A big lesson in freelancing, by the Mm -hmm. way. Fast forward a few months, as the client was a friend of a friend, we were still privy to what was going on in his life. Turned out he was a serial investor, meaning he constantly jumped onto different startup projects, spent money that he didn't have that he didn't have to try and get them off the ground and ran when they flopped, never paying oh. a single person. He was running from the bailiffs after they turned up at his mother's house where he was sleeping on the sofa because he was so deep in debt. Unfortunately, he is a very charming person with friends in high places, so he's able to piggyback off them and get things for free. As we speak, he is running another random startup using his influencer friends to promote it and calling himself an entrepreneur, which he is very much not. My boyfriend and I have told our mutual friends what the client did to us and to other creatives, and we are still planning the best way to out him as a phony to everybody. We aren't petty, but people like this deserve to be shown for who they truly are as they cannot continue to rip off innocent people wow another reason why a avoid the men <laughs> b seems, yeah avoid the like friends and family just don't do it <laughs> that is that is such a crazy story and such a long story and I know. the fact that this has probably happened to like a few people oh, as yeah. well it's, it's just mad i, I it, actually it can't really, believe he's running from the bailiffs it really frustrates me that there are people out there that are just willing to take advantage of creatives like that yeah. like i think and, people and some pay. people just see us as like oh they'll design me a pretty logo that's fine but no like we are working business women and men it's you know and it's hard as well because they probably didn't see the red flag because they got paid yeah. for their first instalment. So they obviously exactly. thought like, oh, we're getting paid for this project. This seems like a normal project. I'm getting paid. But yeah, I don't know how you would deal with I, that situation because you've sent legal letters mm. and he's obviously not going to respond to any of it. I think the one upside is that he didn't demand his money back. 
Yeah. I think that's pro- that's probably one way you've come out of it well because he could have easily turned around and go, no, I want all my money back. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's just another lesson in why you should never, you know, if, if people are telling you, oh, work with this person, work with this person, like, mm, I don't know. Even if there are people telling you that, oh, this mutual friend, he owns this business and this business, like, I would still kind of go through the same process of like the inquiry form I'm not sure if you did this but even if it is like somebody you know still make them uh, fill out an inquiry form and you know you said that they did like the the payments and the deposits and stuff which is great um but yeah I think with something like this it's just there's never really a way of knowing that it's gonna happen no it's just a Um, lesson learned isn't it and yeah it's just a really unfortunate situation and I hope that he's stopped conning people because that I don't is... think he has because they've said that he started up something else and they're trying yeah, to figure but, a way but, out. But they of... said he probably was gonna like end up, yeah, sacking that off as well. Wow. With stuff like this, I feel like it is good to call people out. So if you do yeah. have your social media and whatever, and I know it's that it can look maybe a little petty, but mm-hmm. it is beneficial because if there is someone that follows you who is thinking of working with this person, then they yeah. can sort of come to you, ask you questions and find out things that needs to be like I, said. I had one of my um, slightly more unfortunate clients reach out to another designer who I was friendly with. And they told me, they were like, oh, isn't this that client that caused a bit of trouble for you and I said yes and they avoided them yeah so I think it's good that you speak out okay so that concludes today's episode I really hope you enjoyed this one I had so much fun recording it I think the Jesus is too Jesus-y story just had me in stitches that one has just it honestly has made my day my jaw is still hurting from (laughs) laughing about Jesus being too Jesus-y that was such a good story thank you to whoever submitted that one but yeah thank you to everybody that submitted these stories um we had a ton it was really difficult to pick ones out um but I hope that you guys enjoyed the stories we did read and keep go keep submitting your stories because it's still um you know really fun to read over them and we might share some of them on our Instagram or we might do a couple of more episodes in the future um but I think I really hope that this sheds some light on some of these situations um for everybody listening and doing this podcast it wasn't just to sort of scare you off and yeah. do you know what I mean it, it, we want to talk about these things because situations like this does arise and we just wanted to mm. get our sort of honest opinion on what we would do in that situation and hopefully you've got some good advice out of us and mm. if anything like this happens in that situation you will know sort of how to deal with it now yeah and just know you're not alone this kind of stuff happens to everyone no matter how specific or vague the situation is Every single designer goes through things that make them want to pull their hair out. Um, Just know, yeah, every single person goes through it. So don't feel alone. Um, Our DMs are always open if you want to come and have a chat about a situation. Um, But yeah, really hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to go and give us a follow over at Off Air Pod for more bonus content. And we will see you guys next week with a brand new episode. (laughs) 